0: Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, a podcast dedicated to the UK's longest-running children's drama programme, Hill. My name's Neil, and in each episode, I'll interview a former cast member about their life before, during, and after their time on the programme. Okay, welcome to the next episode of Sausage on a Fork. Just before we start... Um, i best uh, just give a little uh, brief apology about the state of my voice. We're recording this the day after Everton have just beaten Manchester United and I think I've left my voice in Goodison Park. So if I do sound a little bit different and a little bit hoarse, then that's why I'm sorry to any Manchester United fans listening, but I had a cracking day yesterday. So uh, let's get on with this episode. I'm very, very pleased to say that I've been joined by none other than Flair Taylor, who played Imelda Davis, Flair, welcome to Sausage on a
1: Fork. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very, very welcome. What we'll do, Flair, is we'll start right at the beginning and we'll go right back. And if you can let us know how you got into acting.
1: Right, so um, when I was younger, um, I, went, I went to boarding school actually. All oh, right, it was a okay. girls posh boarding school. Right. And um, I loved drama, absolutely loved drama. And my drama teacher, you know, I used to get good roles in all the plays and things like that. And my drama teacher said, Why don't you audition for a drama school? And I think originally the plan was to go on Saturdays. I think that was the right. kind of the original thought. But then I got really into the idea. I was only about 11, and um, my mum just kind of went along with it probably thinking that nothing would particularly come of it so and then I auditioned for Italia Conti Right. and I got offered a place a full-time place uh-huh. so I started there when I was 12 which I think is now what's year year eight year eight yeah 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 um so I think the school actually started in year seven so I joined a year later than a lot of the other kids right. um and that was that really and kind of ruined my education. (laughs) I I don't think I learned much more um, in that school. I think I did all my learning in my previous school, Um, but it was great fun. We had had such a great time there. Yeah. And did all the singing and dancing and acting. I wasn't particularly into dancing, but we had to do all of that. Yeah. Um, So whether it, I don't know, I mean, how much good it did me really being there, but... Obviously, I, I got the part of Imelda, yeah. so it did that, which was obviously, yeah, sort of shaped a lot of my life really at that time. Obviously, so yeah, yeah,
0: oh, brilliant. So, be- before Grain Chill, did you get anywhere at all?
1: No, I didn't. I think at our school, I think it's possibly the same at most of those kind of drama schools. The agency was attached to the school, they were right. up on the top floor. And if you got called up to the agency, it was like, oh, so and so has been called up to the top floor. You're right. in. Um, And I never got asked to do anything. I wasn't one. of They, they had a few favourites uh-huh. and I did seem to be a bit like that, which is quite right. sad. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the kids, you know, went there with all these hopes and dreams. Uh-huh and came out without very much at all so right. I think it is I, I think it's probably different now um but yeah but when they came into audition for Grain I think they pretty much saw everybody oh right okay so everybody got an opportunity um ah. so I think the first audition was probably at school and we just all filed through and probably did a little reading and then I think there were two I think the next two auditions were at Probably at Television Centre. My memory's terrible, but right, okay. uh, I, I remember a few of us from school got recalled and went off on the Tube or whatever uh-huh. to, I think it was TV Centre in um, Wood Lane. Right. And, um, yeah, when I got off at the park, it was quite amazing. But I'm a jumping head now.
0: I we're talking about school days. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who, you were at Italia Conti. Who, who were you at school with? Anyone? So we I was at...
1: I was, well, Naomi Campbell was in my class. Oh, that's, right. the, okay. that's the biggest name. She yeah. was actually in my class. Right. Um, and Emily Lloyd, who, um, she went on to be a film actress in Wish yeah. You Were Here. That's and a, she, she did quite a few films. I think she was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sam Lewis was in my class. Oh, in right. okay. yeah. So we, we were best friends at school before Grange Chill. We used to spend most weekends together uh-huh. with our other group of friends. And then Lisa York, who played...
0: Julie.
1: Julie, that's it. Thank <laughs> you. You'll, you'll notice throughout this. Not the best. Um, okay. So Lisa was, I think, one year above me at school. Right. So I knew her, obviously. Um, yeah, so I think but that yes. was... I think they were the only... Pick. And then I think that some younger kids went on from Italian Conti to do Grange Hill. But the, until me and Sam did it, Lisa obviously did it, but there weren't many from our school. Right. Um, more from Sylvia Young and Anna Cher, I think. Right.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so then when you got the part, were you a Grange Hill fan?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I so think... Um, I mean, everybody was, weren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, the, there was less choice then, wasn't there? Yeah. So... You know, it was Blue Peter, Newsround, Grange Hill, Top of the Pops. I yeah. mean, that was kind of it, wasn't it? And everybody yeah. watched those. And I know, I know, some kids weren't allowed. I know yeah. that was always yeah. that thing about, oh no, my mum doesn't let me watch that. Um, but my mum was pretty chilled, yeah, and it still is pretty chilled. And um, yeah, so, so we weren't we weren't banned from watching it. Yeah, and I remember all the tuckers days, and you know, yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, so, what was it like? joining that cast then?
1: I think, well, probably when I joined, perhaps I hadn't watched it so much at that point. So I don't think, I don't recall feeling sort of starstruck or anything. Uh I think if Tucker had been there, maybe I'd be a bit more more starstruck. But no, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, it was always... You were made to feel so welcome. Yeah. Because obviously me, Ruth, um, Sam, we joined obviously in the second year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the kids there obviously had worked together for a year and knew each other really well. So we Uh, came in as the new ones. But I mean, there was about, I think, seven or eight of us started that year. So there was a a whole new load of cast. But um, yeah, never never once felt that we weren't welcome but I, I suppose I was so lucky because I joined with Sam and she was my right. best friend yeah so yeah. how great was that I had somebody to sit next to on the coach <laughs>
0: yeah so the, the, the very first time we we saw Imelda was actually it was just before wasn't it just before the start of the new series it was the Christmas special that's uh, right and I remember watching that and thinking, "Oh my God, who's this girl?" Like well, you know, she's horrible because it was just, it was a very very sort of brief introduction, wasn't it to Imelda there? And and it was obviously you were brought in as an already a member of the school. It wasn't like there's a new girl joining. But the, 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 obviously the main thing that happens to you in that episode. Is getting knocked over by the donkey into a bath of water. Did you have to do many takes on that one, or was it just one take?
1: <laughs> you know what? I can't remember that one particularly well. I'm sure we'll talk about in the pond later on. I remember. Yeah. The pond yeah. The um. I remember. I think in the Christmas one, I was throwing sponges at a teacher, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah.
0: Um.
1: But yeah, I can't. I can't really remember. Yeah, I
0: How think. I think he was in that one. Griffith Stebson. had his uh, That's right. Very yes. final appearance in that one did you you get to obviously did you get to speak to him yes yeah since at a couple of
1: things he's great I mean he's a really nice guy Um, yeah yeah everyone
0: everyone says that about Mark everyone says that he's great like so when you when you were given the part did they tell you right this is what Imelda's going to be like did they prepare you for it just how awful she was going to be
1: not really. I mean, obviously, when we auditioned, I think I, I think all my auditions, so I think some of them, some of the kids, they kind of audition and then they decide which role they might want them for. Right. So people maybe read for different parts. But oh. I, I read for Imelda all the uh-huh. way through. And I think, I mean, a lot of it probably was my hair. You know, I had yeah. that spiky hair and the mullet. And I oh. had that already. You know, I didn't I didn't have that right. cut for programme I had. That was my hair.
0: Right. so Yeah, because... That that was one of the like the, the iconic Grange Hill hairstyles, that one was yeah. um, instantly recognizable as a melder's hair. But the fact that you had it, you already had it yourself.
1: Because a lot of people <laughs> think I, you know, I had normal hair and then I had my hair done before that. no, I was definitely I was into that. I was into not quite punk music, but I was into the alarm right. and new model army and all these kind of bands yeah. and that with hair hairstyle. I mean Mike Peters from The Alarm. My head right. looked just
0: like yeah. his hair, really. All right. <laughs> so. oh, yeah, because um, obviously there's an episode, isn't there, where um, you're wearing an alarm T-shirt yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, brilliant. Okay, so then let's move to nine, uh, series nine, which was out in 86, probably filmed in 85. And in Imelda's first scene in that, she has an argument with, with Ziggy Greaves Straight away, and um, that 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 was sort of set the tone for the series, didn't it? With you and uh, with with elder and Ziggy, just uh, you know, fighting, feuding, arguing all the time. George has been on the podcast.
1: But, oh, has he? Oh,
0: yeah. What What was it like working with George? Because I mean, as I say, you must, you worked pretty close with him, didn't you? Yeah,
1: and you know, he's still I adore George. He's he's a great guy. You know that. Yeah. Met you, you <laughs> him. Um. He. Yeah he was he was funny because he I mean he came along and I guess he probably I guess he didn't know anybody right yeah um, you know so it probably was quite hard for him and he was living away from home uh-huh. which you know we all went home every day but yeah. he, he he couldn't um living down in london which i'm sure was amazing as well but yeah. it was probably quite tough for him but he was he was great and he was proper you know even back then we were all kids and having a bit of a laugh and everything he was kind of already a proper actor. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed to have something about him, yeah. and he did. He did always do this thing where he'd he'd ad lib. Yeah, and you know we all pretty much stuck to the scripts. I think we learned yeah. our lines and stuck to the scripts. But George, you never really knew what, yeah. what George <laughs> was going to do um so it was
0: always quite good fan. yeah everywhere every, everyone everyone says that about him you know he yeah. would, he, 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 and in rehearsals he would stick to the script but then when it came to filming yeah. he, would, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he, would, he would he would do his own thing so and in, in that first episode right at the end and we've mentioned it a couple of times already in the, the short time we've been on obviously you get pushed into the, the fountain Uh, yeah by Ziggy which let's be honest Imelda deserved it I think like was it what was what what was it like yeah I
1: mean it was well we obviously we didn't we didn't rehearse me going into the water Was was, and that was one take and I think I was probably quite determined that we needed to do it in one take and I think they probably (laughs) talked me through that as well because had we not done it in one take, I think resetting everything, getting me dried yeah. off and probably would have been a bit of a nightmare. And when when I'm in the water and I've got a couple of lines in the water, you can hear it in my voice. The water was freezing cold right. <laughs> and it was quite a shock going in. Um, yeah. And you can hear that when I'm speaking right. um, when I'm in the water. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I think that was literally just a pond that was there. Yeah. Um, that was at Elstree, it kind of round the back in the car park, this pond. Yeah. And I think, I don't think they did anything to it. They certainly <laughs> didn't warm it up or anything. And I just, yeah, in I went. And that was that.
0: Oh, <laughs> when Imelda was first uh, in the programme, yeah, she was a bully, but it wasn't like... I. I to me, she a fair, she didn't strike her as the stereotypical bully. It was just she was quite indiscriminate, wasn't she? In you know, who, who she attacked. Obviously, we had the thing with, with Ziggy, but she would just pick on anyone for any reason. Yeah,
1: but, I think well, I think it was just favorite targets, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was very much a game and, yeah. and and entertainment, really. Yeah,
0: that was how she that was all she got through her day, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I always ask people about like favourite episodes and storylines, but I think one One of your big storylines was the fiberglass. Um, Yeah. Again with Ziggy Greaves. Now, what did you actually have hold of?
1: I I think it was cotton wool, and it was sprayed a bit to look. Yeah. I think yellowy, wasn't it? A yellowy kind of thing. So yeah, obviously it was nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I wouldn't. Like, I know, I He had some realism crazy, but I don't think
0: he would have. He would have gone quite that far, like. But again, that's you know, she she attacked just one kid before she got Ziggy, didn't she? Again, it was just a. Indiscriminate attack on a, on a younger kid, people still talk about how, yeah. harrowing, how harrowing that was just seeing yeah. someone just
1: well. Because I think, didn't they? They showed Ziggy's back afterwards, yeah. and they red raw, yeah, and
2: covered
1: in cuts or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, I suppose, when we were filming it because it was cottonwood and we were acting yeah. and everything, you, d- you don't necessarily think that deeply, yeah. But yeah, what a horrible thing to do. I mean, that's um. ABH probably,
0: isn't yeah. it? Now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I think the fact that it was a girl doing it as yeah. well, I, I, as sexist as that sounds, I I, I genuinely believe that. I, I Certainly at that time, the fact that it was a girl doing it probably made it all the more shocking. And doing it to, to a boy yeah, m- made it all the more shocking as well. And, you know, I mean, like I've said there, you know, at first it was just... Imelda's things, which it was just disruption, wasn't it? She just wants to be a nuisance and, and just see how much disruption she could cause. But I like you mentioned as well the fact that you did work with Sam and Ruth, and there was also Alison, um, who played Sharon, who sort of yes. flitted yes. in and out, and then we just didn't see it again. Forming uh, the Terror Hawks, I mean, you must have had a good laugh there doing some oh, of those and, things, anyway. Like, you
1: know, Ruth. Me, Ruth and Sam together was what a combination of just giggle. We just yeah. laughed a lot. Um, I think Ruth, me and Ruth, there was a point we just had to look at each other. Right. And that would set us off. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, she's brilliant, Ruth. She's yeah. one of my best lifelong friends. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, she lives in New Zealand now, which is a bit sad, but she loves it. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we don't see each other, um, but... We speak and text and stuff and she's just brilliant but we I think we did work together really well uh-huh. um, and had you know a different dy- dynamic between the three of us and um, how I interacted with Ruth was quite different to Sam and, and the two of them and yeah. that was quite a good little triangle I think yeah Um. because of course they went off didn't they when Imelda left yeah they went off together, and they were sort of proper normal friends without uh-huh. that kind of disruption
0: yeah, because um, I mean that was the thing, wasn't it? You know, it, it did become apparent uh, as the series went on. They were friends with Imelda because they were terrified of it. Yeah, weren't they? You know, the fact that Imelda didn't like any of them spending any time, you know, with anyone else. And and then as as the series moved on, I think Imelda became more of what we call, you know, a stereotypical bully, and she went after Gunch to get his money from is from Gunch's Toast Bar and another famous Grange storyline. And then, you know, there was still always that thing with Ziggy, and to be fair, Imelda always seemed to have the upper hand over Ziggy, certainly in the face because everything he tried went wrong. <laughs> that was it, wasn't
1: it? The little comedy fails. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> there's one episode I want, I, I want to ask you about. Um, there's a bit where there's mobile classrooms getting moved around, the playground outside and we see Imelda in one of them while the crane while it's being lifted yeah. up was that genuine were you actually in it
1: again Neil I'd kind of forgotten <laughs> about that I need to watch I need to watch that one um I I was in a I was sitting in one of right. those things obviously I wasn't high up though
0: right yeah And Not okay, it,
1: I'm quite scared of heights so I think.
0: I'm right doing. okay it's just that you just see you, you see like a figure inside, yeah. head, but then there's a close-up <laughs> and you can see you, and I was just wondering how high up you actually were. Yeah, I don't later. think I was high, but I do remember
1: <laughs> sitting there with the controls now, you would talk about it. Yeah. Gosh, I'd, yeah, I'd completely forgotten that one. That's a little comedy one, isn't it? Yeah. What, what on earth is she living <laughs>
0: now? <laughs> yeah, and then the story moved on with the Meldon and she did become sort of a bully who demanded money with menaces. But the good thing about that, I thought, was as soon as she was caught, she was suspended, you know, so there's your first sort of introduction, it's, you know, if you do do stuff like that, then, you know, there's going to be consequences, which I think was really important, because a lot of kids at school, certainly, you know, when it went, uh, at that time, they didn't always tell, they didn't know, you know, they wouldn't always tell if something had happened to them, because they were, you know, scared of things happening again, mm-hmm. and I think it was really good that Grange Hill showed, you know, there are consequences if you if, if you do stuff, yeah, like that. Like I say, I do think that was that was really important um, that you did. Now, when Imelda came back, she didn't stop. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I've had this time away to think about it. I'm, I think it, got it, it just yeah. got
2: worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then at the end of that series, that first series of yours, there was uh, the fun run. Um, and like we said, you, had, you were wearing the alarm t shirts and stuff like yeah. that. So, obviously, that was your own wardrobe that, you know, yes where... I think
1: we, the director of because we had different directors would direct a block of four episodes right. and it was Margie Barber I think was directing at that time uh-huh. and she because I, I think I used to, in quite a few episodes as well I was walking around with a, a little radio playing yeah, music turning yeah. up in the classroom and things yeah. so we had, a, we had a sort of chat about what music might Imelda like right. and obviously I, yeah. I like <laughs> my music at that time so of course I wanted to bring in the music I liked and and it fit really well because it fit with the hairstyle, obviously, and everything yeah. as well. So yeah, so, so they were really good about that. They let me have quite a bit of um input yeah. into all of that.
0: Brilliant. And also
1: and we t-shirt. I'm sure I loved being able to wear the T
0: shirt. And then also at that episode, you were on roller skates. Yes. In that episode. So was that you was that you was that your choice as well?
1: I can't remember, but did Ruth tell you the story about the roller skates? Did Uh, Ruth tell you? I
0: don't think she did. No, you'll have to uh, tell us that one. So it
1: it must have been around that time. And Ruth, so we'd obviously been skating, and I, I guess we'd probably been practicing. So I don't know if it was in rehearsals or after we'd filmed and everything, but she came home with me for the weekend. Right. And we got the train home together. And we had to change trains. So we got off at this particular station and we were skating around the platform. I mean, being so annoying. If I saw kids do that now, I'd be like, oh my God, what are you doing? But you know, we were so probably just so annoying. So we we're skating up and down the platform. And Ruth really needed the loo. And it was back in the days when in, in this obviously really old toilets, and you needed a two P coin to get in the loo Thanks. And I had a 2B coin, and I was teasing her with this 2B coin, I wouldn't let her have it. And she was so desperate for the
0: loom. Terrible, isn't it? But I did let her in eventually. We did have a laugh. Yeah, really well, I was, I was going to laughs. say. I was gonna ask if you were anything like a but obviously you, you were a little bit doing that, like <laughs> there was um...
1: a <laughs> side coming out there, yeah, not letting her go to the
0: toilet. <laughs> and then obviously, in, in that episode as well, Ziggy and Robbie finally get their revenge on the on there with the flower bombs. Yeah. Again, was that just the one take or did they did they have to do that to you a few times as well? No, I think
1: I think again we managed that in one take. I don't remember having to, right. to clean up and start again. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was really good fun that episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. You... being outside as well because yeah. we spent a lot of time in the studio, which was great, but it was always really good fun when you went off on location. Uh-huh. Um, it was good yeah and Just, you know and
0: was... a few people have said you know the fact that it was all the cast as well all all, all in one place together as well so yeah. how, how long would that episode have taken to
1: film then? oh, God, gosh. oh you're asking me questions like <laughs> no, I don't know I think we used to do I think we used to do four episodes in maybe six weeks
0: right okay
1: that sound about right but they were filmed in a block so we'd flit around a bit. Oh right, um, okay. and I guess all the studio stuff was done first, and yeah. then any or or vice versa. I think they split up the studio and the location stuff. So uh-huh. you so you were flitting around between right. different you know different parts of different episodes. Yeah. um But from memory, I think because we were that was all at that track, wasn't it? I mean, I can't yeah. remember where that track was. I don't <laughs> know, I can't remember where it we went. It was but, a long um, time ago. Like yeah, and and. You know, we were looked after. We were ferried yeah. around, and looked after. We were fed. We didn't have to think about things like that. We, yeah. you know, we used to have to learn our lines, and do, that was what we had to do. And then everything else was was kind of done for us. So uh-huh. you didn't didn't think too deeply. Well, I didn't. Um, nice. <laughs> it's terrible, really, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I reckon we were probably only there for a day. I probably, I think we probably got that stuff, nice. that location stuff, done in a day. Nice. But I might yeah. be wrong.
0: <laughs> I'm sure someone will let me know. Someone
1: with a better memory
0: then. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then that's that's the end of your, the, the first series for you. But also around that time was the Just Say No campaign. Mm-hmm. And you were in the video quite a bit because you did quite a bit some of the singing, not just as a with, with the massive ensemble, but you were in some like smaller groups.
1: Yeah, I think well. so. I mean that was that was a brilliant time. We were so lucky. Um, Get to do all that. Um, I loved it because again, because I because I loved music. It was you know go into a studio and get to do all of that. It was it was fantastic, and it was such a big campaign. Obviously, I wasn't part of that storyline as such, Uh but yeah, we recorded the video and and you know recorded the song, released it, and it was just it was amazing. And then we went on to do the album, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, To maybe not as successful as we (laughs) could. But I did a solo on the album as well. I did um, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" in yeah. the album, um, which again, it was just so cool to be able to go into a studio and record a song. Yeah. Um, did you have any?
0: Said, sorry, did you have any input on what you were going to sing, or did they say to you, "You're going to sing
1: this"? No, that, yeah, they 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 came to us with. Right. And, and I think probably we just they they chose what was going to be on the album, and then we maybe did a quick audition to see who was going to do what. Uh, um, yeah, so it was good fun, and then we did what was it, Smash Head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I we went up to Liverpool, um, yeah. a few of us, and did a bit of a video for that, yeah, um, a couple of days up there. And then we did Girls Like to Do It, that was yeah. another one. Do you yeah. know this album? Or do you
0: well, I, I, I've heard <laughs> it, I'm not gonna say I've got it, or you know, you don't which, play it, you don't which,
1: play which, it every it, day,
0: it's off 10 albums, like, but I have heard. Um, all the stuff, well, every song used to be on YouTube, and uh, right, but I don't think they are anymore. I don't know where uh, Ricky's I Don't Like Mondays is on there, uh, right. I, I but, but I, I'm not sure. I don't think the rest of them are on there anymore. Smash is as well, and just say no, but I don't, I don't think any of the others have, have survived. So, if there's anyone listening, right. can get them on YouTube so we can. Uh, <laughs> We can listen to we can Flair. Yeah. have a bit
1: of a laugh. That's good. We
0: can, <laughs> we, we, we can hear Flair's Cindy Lauper. That'd be um, <laughs> that would that, be great. Okay, so just on the Just Say No campaign, I know there was a little bit of division or dissension amongst the ranks when the um, should we say that the squad for the America trip was chosen. Did you know? Were you? Did you know anything about that? And some people weren't happy. Or
1: no, I mean, I think obviously Lee Lee had to go, obviously, and his peers and his that were in the year in his year in Grange Hill, and then I think they did choose a couple of the younger ones. I can't I can't remember now. I know Joanne Kenny went.
0: Yeah, Joanne Kenny.
1: Remember who else went?
0: Joanne Kenny and Ricky went, right? And I think so.
1: Maybe they just chose, you know, kind of nice. I mean, Ricky,
0: Ricky, and Joanne were. Two of the main singers on the record, as well. Right. So I'm 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 guessing that's probably why why they went. But like 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 you say, you know, they probably did need a bit of a a mix of you know some of the age groups and and your main sort of characters and actors. But I mean, were you bothered at all? Like you you never got chosen? Like I don't remember
1: being bothered at all. I probably wouldn't have wanted to go away
0: without my mum. <laughs> so I probably didn't really want to go. <laughs> yeah. right. Okay. Cool. Okay. So then. That's the end of your first series. Did, did you expect to go back for the, the next series? Did the, the, Was that...?
1: Well, it was... I mean, I was a bit silly. Um, I After that first series, I think they all you just kind of got called in to see the producer and did you want to come back? I can't remember quite now how they did it or whether they wrote to you and offered you another contract. And I decided after that first series really stupidly because it was going so well and it was so great. But I was coming up to... Doing my GCSEs right. and um not that I was ever going to do that well with you know going to a drama school. Um and I kind of also felt that Imelda was such a strong character and I wanted to be an actress at that age. That's what nice. I wanted my career to be. And I thought, am I gonna get just typecast in this role? Um, so I did, I I did say I didn't want to do another series. Um uh-huh so silly looking back and then they kind of said well how about you know we do half yeah um, and i don't i can't remember if they told me what the storyline was going to be i can't remember now they they possibly did and i thought that was a good compromise so i agreed to do half yes yeah. um but yeah looking back i mean this is where i mean my mum like i said earlier my mum's really really relaxed brilliant mum yeah. um always has been and still is so amazing
2: yeah
1: and I think if it was one of my kids now I'd have probably sat them down and said right come on let's talk this through let's think about this uh-huh. but she let me make my own decisions I, I think I was a very strong-willed kid so yeah. she, it, was, it was probably she'd probably learned to let me make my own decisions. <laughs> <But> it's okay, <laughs> okay. um so, yeah, kind of, in a way, regret that, that nice. I could have, you know, stayed on with Sam and Ruth and yeah. and what would have happened, what would have become of Imelda? Would she have yeah. come good as she grew up? Would she have grown out of, yeah. or would she have just got worse um, yeah. and got expelled anyway? <laughs> um, so, yeah, a little bit sad that I didn't didn't yeah. stay on and right. I think I was a bit
0: stupid okay. doing what I did but hey ho you know you know, take all... you your path don't you and that's it. That's it I mean you've you, you said there like obviously they said about doing half a series so then that series series 10 Imelda came back on with a vengeance didn't she there I mean she was uh, it was off. I mean I'm surprised she lasted as long as she did <laughs> to be honest because like you know, obviously, I make notes for stuff like this, so when you start writing down and things that just like she did in that second series in that short space of time, it's it's um, it's amazing, it's it's unreal. Because obviously, on the first day, she already had a hit list of who she wanted, that's like she's had her six weeks' holiday to prepare. Who she <laughs> yeah. was going to go after you know, she went after hollow poor hollow, you know, he you know, he oh. was uh, pretty defenseless, wasn't he? Like, and then she was after hollow and hollow and Vince Savage, yeah, and then but then. The strange allegiance with Trevor Cleaver. Right, yes. And they, they were both horrible kids at that time, weren't they? Like <laughs> Was there anyone that you really enjoyed working with? On the I mean, I know you've mentioned um, the likes of Sam and Ruth and, and stuff, but was there anyone else?
1: Yeah, I think the scenes that I did with Aaron Bell.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Um, Mr. Scott, yeah, you know, calling him Selena. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I I think we that was a good dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, God, you know, going after a teacher was a yeah. whole other level, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think I, I really enjoyed those scenes, and I think they started to become a little bit grittier. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: you know, Melda was starting to lose it a little bit, wasn't yeah. she? And, and going a little bit loopy. Um, and and that was quite good to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think all those classroom scenes, and um, who was the other teacher? There was another teacher that I can't remember his name now. He really tried to understand.
0: Mr. There was, um, there was two. There was Mr. Kennedy,
1: Jeffrey Mr. Kennedy. Jeffrey that's Jeffrey it. Kasuin. Thank you, Neil. But, <laughs> yeah, I awesome. mean, he, oh, what a lovely man
0: he yeah. is. Mr. Um, Mr. Kennedy, when I, whenever all the years you know, I watched Jill he was always my favourite teacher. He was always the type right. of teacher that you wanted to have. I thought yeah. it was him. And Mr. McKenzie as well, yes, Nic- Nicholas Donnelly as well, uh, and of course, Mrs. McCluskey, you know, uh, the yeah. Queen, yeah, the Queen of Grange Hill yeah. as well. They're, they're the teachers that you want, aren't they? Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh,
1: well, true. I remember obviously being going into Mrs. McCluskey's office. I think I went in there two or three times, and it did feel quite scary, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. like you really were going into the headmistress's office. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah, so. it's um there, there was. You know, you, you've mentioned there about Mr. Scott. She gave Mr. Scott a ton of time, didn't she? Uh, um, uh, because again, you like, like okay you said,
1: bad. like you really said, bad. you know,
0: she picked her targets and she knew that he couldn't handle it, didn't, didn't she? Um, yeah. And then, you know, as you said there about, those, she did start to sort losing it a, a little bit, you know, and she, and she like she still did things for her own entertainment, like you know, setting the donkey free and. And stuff like that, just to see what happened. But then I think the final straw sort of come when she stole the sponsorship money for for Danny Kendall. You know, she she bullied, oh, yeah. she, she you know, she she went after Helen, who was supposedly her best mate. And yeah. Went after her to tell her where the money was and stuff. And then yeah. I think me-
1: she knew she knew she was beginning to lose Georgina and Helen, didn't yeah. she? I think she could feel them. Slipping away, and that that wasn't good for
0: her. Yeah, because yeah, Helen had become mates with Ziggy and she, and you know, yeah. George, Georgina was still, you know, knocking about with Aunt Jones and and yeah. stuff, and and uh, uh, like like you said there, she was sort of losing it and uh, and losing their, their them, and they they were starting to go and and realise that they didn't need to to be Imelda's friends, and then the episode when Amelda um, finally gets expelled. Spoiler alert there, sorry <laughs> anyone. Um, <laughs> Imelda's mum appeared, uh, yes, and, and and you sort of got a background into Imelda's home life, and I don't know, I don't know if her parents didn't really like her or didn't really want to have anything to do with Imelda or it it was a weird one. Her mum was just like, oh yeah, we've told her not to be naughty. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know if her, if Melda's dad was ever mentioned. I'm not. I, I always... he,
0: he, he gets mentioned in, oh, okay. in that he episode, that... but he's just like right. it, 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 the mum says, you know, oh we just any, he just want he doesn't want anything to do
1: with it, right? Basically, like I think maybe they just didn't have any time for her, yeah, and that's why she just did her thing and yeah, created her own entertainment because they didn't give her any attention, yeah,
0: I yeah. <laughs> I mean, it 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 does it does seem like that as well, but there's a there's a line in that episode, or well, there's a bit of a conversation between Mrs. McCluskey and and, and mum. mom. And Mrs. McCluskey, actually, you you've you've mentioned it already. Mrs. McCluskey says there's places that will take, you know, children who are um, slightly disturbed, and <laughs> and the mom says, "What do you mean disturbed? You know, that makes us sound mental." And Mrs. McCluskey gives this little, like, sort of wry smile without so without actually saying anything. You know, you yeah. know, you know exactly what Mrs. McCluskey thinks of Emelda. So then, that was, you know, uh, the end of Emelda at, uh, at Grange Hill. Can I ask what the the public reaction was like to Imelda?
1: Um, yeah, I didn't get any grief at all. Great. Right. I can't remember one time, and I'm—I mean, I used—I—I I did a few public appearances in uh-huh. nightclubs and things. I only, only did a few. And, yeah, it's a really good response. I didn't get, you know, you'd expect to get booed. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. No, there was none of that. And, um, yeah, I think out on, you know, we did get recognised quite a lot. I think, again, because there was less for people to watch we said about you know a lot of people did watch Grange Hill didn't they so we were quite known when we went out and about and especially you know I I would be out and about with Ruth and Sam and when the three of us were together even more people would recognize us more and I I remember more than anything people would sing the theme tune Um, you know that they'd do that and just let you know they recognize you and it was just all a bit of a laugh and you maybe sign a few autographs and things but no i don't i don't ever remember getting treated any differently right. to them yeah and i'm not yeah i don't know if that's again being a girl or not i don't know if if not got a bit of grief or from not. what i've
0: heard mark mark did get a bit of a, a bit of grief right Yeah. yeah Great. So no, I'm lucky.
1: Then I'm lucky. I'm yeah. lucky that I did. And you know, it, it's quite it's quite a hard thing. I think we all found it a bit challenging uh-huh. um, that side of it because you're really young and you don't and nobody tells you what to do yeah. and how to deal with it. And it, I mean, it wasn't intense or anything, but you know, we did we did get you you anywhere you went, you would you would get recognised. Yeah. And you, you almost feel slightly paranoid, right? Uh, but not, you know, it wasn't awful by any means. God, it's you know, yeah. it's all part of it. And occasionally now, people might say to me, well, "Was I at school with you? Where did you go to school?" <laughs> so there's this faintest recognition, they yeah. can't place it. So that's always yeah. quite funny. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah. So then, that was 1987 when when you left. But then I was, I was looking on IMDB, which I know isn't the most reliable source of, uh, <laughs> of information I know, that, but it's the only place I can get my info from. <laughs> but There was no sort of television acting for a few years then? Is, is that right? Up so until about 1989? No,
1: so what I, 19- I I think I, st- I went into estate agency a bit then. Literally, I was only, yeah, I was 17. I remember ah, right, getting my so first okay. car when I was 17 and I started estate agency, but I was still auditioning. I still had an agent. Um, and I did quite a few voiceovers. So I had, nice. I had a really good voiceover agent back then. Um, so I used to do voiceovers for commercials and bits and pieces. And they were great because they just, um, they were really quick and easy. Yeah. And, and you felt like you were still in the business sort of thing. And then, yeah, I think it was, I think I was 21 when I did um, Alfonso Bonzo. Yeah. I might have been a bit younger than that. Um, and that was brilliant that was yeah. that was really good so we did two series of that
0: that, that was good because you you were so different to yeah. in that. and I, remember I I'm like because obviously what was I 14 15 at the time but as you said there was nothing else to watch so even at that age you'd watch you know kids telling and you'd watch all y- the BBC go, yeah, yeah 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 and I remember watching it I'm not thinking anything of it and then one, one day I just happened to glance at the credits and I was like, I'm sure that just said Flair Taylor. She was a meldinger in Grange Hill. So then the, I had to wait a week then for the next episode to go on. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> mind, that, then. No you way. Press <laughs> no way is that a Mildred. And I mean, Alfonso Bonzo, what a weird programme. I know. Oh, so. It's like, yeah. I mean, the ending of it as well. If If anyone listening has never seen Alfonso Bonzo, just go and watch the last two or three minutes of the very final episode because you won't believe that that's a kid's... Because I, I couldn't believe watching that. No way is that a kid's TV programme. I'm not going to tell you anything that happens in it. But yeah, just go, just go and watch the last few minutes of that because, oh my God, for a kid's television programme. It, it's it's almost as harrowing as, as putting fiberglass down the back of someone's <laughs> uniform. And the, the, the
1: first series, I think, was just called Alfonso Bonzo, yeah. I think. And then yeah. the second yeah. series was called, I think, The Amazing Adventures of Billy Webb, something yeah, like Billy, that. Billy, Web, Billy Bonzo Webb. wasn't in.
0: Yeah, Billy Web's amazing story. That's what it was no, called. Okay. The second one. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you were it. Yeah, Lin, Linda Webb, So I mean, obviously, That's you obviously you feature yeah. quite a bit as, as Billy Webb's sister and that and then so then
1: and, but you skipped you skipped grain on stage oh
0: right okay go
1: <laughs> we got to talk about that so, so,
0: so you were in that one the musical was it or something or yeah, yeah, or, yeah with, with, with Todd Carty was back that, Carty was yeah. in that yeah, yeah so go on then, and then, you...
1: I think how old was I I think I was 17 or 18 when I did that right. and Ruth did that as well oh we had such a laugh yeah. We really did.
0: Because that was, was that was exactly after wrong. that was after you'd been expelled the had been expelled wasn't Yeah, it, way, well? way later.
1: Cuz right. um, cuz I I definitely know I was driving so we did that at the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch I used to drive there every day so I was at least 17. Right. Um so we did I think we did a 6 week run of right. that. Um and I think it did I think it was pretty much sold out right. for the 6 weeks. I think it did okay but the, the intention was to take it on tour, but right. it didn't. It didn't happen. No.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would, it, I think it would have been hard as well, wouldn't it, to do to do it? Sort of the program, keep the program going,
1: yeah. and do it on tour then, as
0: well, because yeah. there was yeah. still some of the cast that was still in the program. Were, yeah, I think Ruth probably was. Yeah,
1: Ruth probably was. Yeah, what? I remember now. So that was that was actually when I was doing um, Alfonso Bonzo because I was doing the I was kind of juggling the two. Right. So I must have been a little bit older, I think. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that was good fun. It was good fun. But I think um, I seem to remember there was some kind of story that we were we were rehearsing, and while we were rehearsing, Phil Redmond was faxing through some of the script. Right. So I think it was, it was, it was such a last minute kind of yeah. thing. We, I don't think it was prepared.
0: Right. I mean, which at, is
1: strange because there was, the cast was quite, it was quite
0: big, wasn't it? From like, the for the characters in Grange Hill. Yeah. It must have been about 15 or 16.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And you know, I, I'd i never acted on stage before. Right. Completely different thing, you know, with projecting and, and yeah. your presence on a big stage. It's very different.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. So it was, but it was, it was very, it was really good fun. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I mean, I can't really remember what the reviews were like now. I'm not sure. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but, were you still, were you the same Imelda?
1: Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. But it, I think it was more, it was funnier. It was yeah. more, more kind of comedy um, rather than actually being nasty. Right. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Okay. We've said it was a musical. Did you get, so do what did you do much singing in that one or
1: Oh, what did um i th- i've got a feeling me and ruth did mm, i'm not sure we did anything on our own i remember right. we sang in the finale that might have been about it
2: right um
1: because they did you remember i don't know if you remember alice and bettles did school love
0: yeah yeah yeah. and
1: um, Fiona Lee Fraser who played Laura uh-huh. she did school love she right. sang school love in that uh-huh. I can't remember what else there was right but, um, yeah.
0: but I, I imagine was... I imagine they must have plucked some from the album like uh, yeah right yeah. okay so then you, obviously you've said you know you've started your, your state agency and and you're continuing to act were you in is it true you were in the young Americans
1: yeah tiny little tiny little part is, in that was. That... I mean, it was... I didn't even speak.
0: Right. I mean um, that, that's
1: got a huge cast. Like that, that's got like some massive names in that. Did you get to yeah. did you get to work with any We get in any? No, I there, literally like... I spent I spent I think an afternoon there. Right. Um had, had my own trailer, which felt really good. Felt, <laughs> right, like, okay. Um yeah, and I literally I think originally there was going to be a line and and I think I was going to be something else but in the end I was a I think I was a drug addict or something Uh and just yeah it was all much of nothing but I did I remember going to the premiere of it and everything so it was all quite good fun yeah but yeah that wasn't really anything to speak of
0: okay so then so that was 1990 well it was out in 1993 so I imagine it was 1992 round so then what did you do, sort of, because there's another thing that we'll come on to in a minute, but then is that when you really started doing the estate agency, like, sort of?
1: Yeah, so I was working, back then I was working in the office, I'm still in now, because so I've been there nice. for such a long time, but I was working with my brother, uh-huh. and I was just, I was working sort of part-time um, with him, still doing auditions, doing a few voiceovers, and I think I got, I just got more and more into the estate agency, and being in the world of property, I kind of, I wanted to buy a flat. Right. Um, I wanted to, you know, do those kind of things. So so I wanted a more regular income.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I think, you know, it does get quite disheartening when you go into auditions and and not getting anything. Uh-huh. Um, and I think what I used to love doing the voiceovers, because you'd literally, your agent would give you a call and say, you need to be in central London at two o'clock tomorrow, and you just go, you do the job, you get paid and you come home again. And they they were so good, but the auditions you kind of, so you'd get an audition, you'd have to take the day off work. You'd have to think about what you were gonna wear. You'd have to think about your hair. And, you know, it was all about your appearance. And you might turn up and, you know, everybody else in the room has got dark hair or everybody else in the room is a foot taller than you. Right. Or, and you, kind of, you know that you, you're not right for that part. You right. know when you walk in. And it it did used to get quite disheartening. Uh-huh. Um, so eventually, that for me, that just started to get, mm, do I really want to be doing this anymore or do I want to throw myself into something else?
0: Yeah. And
1: making that decision to stop is... It's, it was really hard for yeah, me. I can
0: imagine. Yeah. Like,
1: right. That's that's it. Cause because, you know, it had probably been a dream for maybe ten years or more, right. you know, since I was probably eleven.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
1: this dream of what you want to do. And then and then realizing it yeah. to a point, you know, having yeah. doing something like Grain Chill and the other bits and pieces that I did, you know, having a taste of it. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of and there's nothing better, I'm sure everybody will tell you, you know, when you get offered a part, yeah the buzz that you get is is just incredible yeah um so yeah brilliant.
0: but there was one there was one thing um you that's listed on your imdb called tom and vicky yeah
1: that was that was amazing i'm that gonna was, to say um, right
0: but that cast is brilliant yeah. as well oh but honestly you, you go you, it you tell, us better, what tom, tell us what tom and vicky is because i'd never heard of it until the other day and i was like Oh my god! Oh my god! It was a, Yeah,
1: did you watch it? Have you seen I,
0: it? Yeah, you. Did you it, find it? I couldn't tell that that was you talking. Right. By the way, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no way I would yeah. ever have put you down as as being the voice of, yeah. of Vicky in that. Not a chance.
1: Yeah. No. So it was. Um. Oh, it was fantastic, and that. I think we probably. F- took I know four weeks or so we did two seasons of it yeah um and quite a few episodes in each season so we had um there was myself and Tim Whitnall yeah who he played Tom and he's the voice of the Teletubby narrator did you oh, know right
2: yeah. yeah
1: yeah so he's the one that says um how's the Teletubbies go um Gosh, I can't think that. But he does all the narration. Yeah. He's not one of the Teletubbies. He does right. the narration of it, and and he's amazing. I mean, he's such a talented man. I really enjoyed working with him. He uh-huh. kind of taught me a lot, and he was just a lovely, lovely chap. Um, musician and singer, and you know, all kinds of strings to his bow. Yeah. But um, and actually, on the radio show that I do with my right. son. He, um, I got Tim to record little links for us, which oh, was right. so kind of him. So he's he's on. So I hear him every other Sunday yeah. on the radio yeah. show, which is lovely. But um, and then Rick Mail, was yeah. the frog or the frogs. I think he played two frogs. Right. Yeah. And then um, Richard Attenborough. The <laughs> I
0: mean, it's, this is just, I mean, like when I saw yeah. that cast
1: because there's only the four of you. Yeah. And when I saw that cast, I was like, oh my god, that that's that's I unreal. Don't know and Absolutely me, you know, me yeah. and me um, and oh, it was just fantastic but I, sadly i didn't i didn't work with rick Mail. he obviously came in and did his stuff on different days and yeah. we didn't you know we didn't ever get together or anything but we did um me and tim work with Richard attenborough and you know yeah um oh gosh it was just what a man what yeah a man. uh he donated his fee to rada he did oh, wow <laughs> I mean, how great is that? But he was just, he was so respectful of us too. Yeah. You know, he was just so kind and so, I remember him saying you're wonderful you two darlings you're just wonderful and and he was just so lovely and we went out we all went out for lunch afterwards uh-huh. um, but I'd have loved to have met Rick again. yeah it's such a shame yeah because gosh what a guy he is yeah um you know loved the young ones when I was yeah. younger and everything. I mean just amazing
0: isn't it well when um <laughs> G- G- Gwyneth Powell was on a few weeks ago um, okay, and she was in Man Down with Rick Mayer, and right she just said she just said what you know what an amazing fellow he was and he was nothing like you would have expected him to be right well she said and she just said it was just you know as you said there you know just such a shame yeah you know, what what happened there like yeah. what with 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 Richard Attenborough, were you properly in awe of him because I know I would have been like <laughs>
1: Do you know what, we, we I think because I was with Tim as well, and Tim and I had done a lot, we'd, we'd recorded all of our stuff yeah. for over a couple of weeks or whatever already. So I'd spent quite a bit of time with him and got to know him quite well. And, um, and I think the producer guy as well, we'd got to know him quite well. And the three of us, we knew this was happening. Yeah, no, I think we kind of took it in our stride, which right. is quite. I mean, I'd be way worse now. I'm old, yeah. I way, I, would, I don't know if I'd have been able to speak, yeah. um, but no, I think it was all good. And it, I mean, it was just, yeah, it's just a real yeah. thing, isn't it? Sitting yeah. in a studio and yeah. literally right next to you,
0: yeah, um, that's it. Because like I when I watched it, you know, I watched it the other day and I thought, yeah, that's definitely Richard Attenborough, but there was no way I, w- I like I've said, there's no way I would have put. Your voice down as, right. as, as yeah. you there, like so. No, that's it. That's yeah. cool.
1: Again, that was a you know that was one that just got away because we did we did the first series and then we got to do another series and uh-huh. I think they were really hoping it was going to be quite a big deal. Yeah. They, were, they were sort of pitching it as being a Postman Pat type of thing. Yeah, and they thought it was going to be quite big, um, but unfortunately, it just didn't didn't seem uh-huh. to quite take off which
0: is you know shame but what do you do? Yeah so then obviously you know you've carried on with the estate agency and stuff and then in in 2005 you were approached by Justin Lee Collins.
1: Oh (laughs) Oh. (laughs) God. Well yeah so what happened I think after after the event I spoke to Alison Bettles, and maybe Lee MacDonald, and they'd had phone calls. Thanks. They'd actually had phone calls and warnings. So they kind of, they knew what was yeah. going on to a point. I don't think they knew entirely. But they knew something was going on and they were prepared. But I, so I was working the estate agents and um, they they tried to, they booked a viewing, with me
0: right so okay. but,
1: but but as though it was a normal viewer yeah you know somebody coming to view a property and and i can't remember how now but we in the office we thought it was a bit suspicious not anything to do with obviously television or anything yeah. and and obviously we you know security is really important to us uh-huh. when when you're going out meeting people at a yeah, house you're careful definitely. and you take the details and you you know you you look out for anything that seems a bit strange um, and it did seem a bit strange. I can't really remember why now. They maybe didn't want to give us their address or there was something like that. So um, I think we ended up sending a colleague off to that, uh-huh. but, but maybe it got cancelled. I think they they wanted me to do the viewing. That could have been the reason. But anyway, so there was all that kind of side of it, which wasn't quite right. right. I didn't feel that's quite right. And yeah. had I gone along on my own and been ambushed, I mean, I, I don't know what I'd have done. <laughs> right. um, I'd, you know that would have completely freaked me out but in the end they they stormed into the office and right. it was it was bizarre because it was justin lee collins who's this he's quite a big guy yeah. and he's got a huge presence about him
2: yes
1: so he came storming in and there were about four cameramen all with these little you know all steamed into the office and it did it it freaked me out completely so um that that part never got used uh-huh. but i did go along i did go along to the um i can't remember was it the hippodrome I, I think it was yeah we yeah we went along and ruth was there and george was there lisa quite a few of us yeah. and yeah. joanne kenny was there yeah um so i got to spend the evening with her which was you know it was so we had a great evening we had dinner and then but i think i i left before they all went up on the stage and dancing. Oh, I, don't think I joined in that bit. Okay. Um, I was feeling a bit reserved. Right. I wasn't sure I wanted oh, to do that. But, yeah, that.
0: But yeah, that was a funny one. Yeah, because George says. because I asked George if he was expecting anything and he said, you told him, about oh, it. okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, there
1: you go. Then, so I, I let him in on the secret. Yeah. He was happy then.
0: Okay. Yeah, he said he he got off the train at Houston and then he said he saw Justin Lee Collins run towards him. He said, "But well, he right. had he had something from you already." Right. Um, so he so was okay. a, he, he was a yeah. little bit more prepared. Like, yeah. Okay. So then that's uh, as far as screen work goes. That's all. That, that's where that comes to an end there. So yeah. What 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 do you do now?
1: so I'm still an estate agent um uh-huh. so I've been doing that now gosh well I, I dabbled around when I was before I started in the office I mean now but I, I run a branch now right. um with with um my fiance right. um so we live together and work together um which is great um so yeah it's quite consuming it's busy yeah um and i'm it, it's it you know it satisfies me i suppose that's the thing it's i've yeah. you know i've got something that does keep me fulfilled um and yeah never it was never an intention to get into property and all of that kind of thing but um yeah, yeah it's it's good yeah. so I'm, I'm very lucky I've, i have a good life
0: okay right and you've also done good yeah definitely definitely and you so you've also mentioned uh, your radio show as well do you want to tell yes. us a little bit bit more about that So
1: that's yeah that's kind of driven by my son really so I've got I've got two boys and uh, my older one not at all into drama or anything he's a, into sports um and hanging out with his friends and nothing to do with he never wanted to get on a stage or anything uh-huh. and then I've got my younger one who's 12 and he loves music and drama. Um, so that's quite nice. So I get to, you know, he gets, he's in the plays and he sings in the choir and I get to go and watch him. And it feels, you know, it's nice to still have yeah. somebody in the family that's kind of that way inclined. And he, um, well, he really wants to be a Capital Radio DJ. That's one right. of his thing. <laughs> Um So we, he, he just said, could we, could we do something? And I didn't think we really could. And I think, yeah, I just approached a couple of local radio stations. It's it's a um, community station near where we live. And we, yeah, they let us do it. They let us loose on the air. Um, So we've been doing that for three years now. So we just do a show every other week. Um, So, and Josh does the whole, he he does the mixing desk. I mean, there's so many buttons. Yeah. Uh, I can. I used to do it, but I don't know if I'd remember it now. But he he does all of that. Yeah. I'm kind of the producer. I do all the content, and we nice. we do the show together, and it's it's really good fun. And it yeah, again, it feels like I'm still got a little bit of a hand yeah. in.
0: So um, what what radio station is that then?
1: It's called Susie, right. um, which is S U S Y, and it's in Mersdom. So you can you can you can listen to it on smart on a smart speaker.
0: Brilliant. Uh, brilliant. So yeah,
1: it's, it's good fun. It's good fun. We have a laugh. We just do some silly stuff, and yeah, we have yeah. a bit of
0: a laugh. I mean, it must be it must be great as well as you said. You know, seeing him in the plays and stuff. But it must be great just seeing the fact that your son is doing you know this this radio station at the the age of twelve,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. and the fact that you're there to watch him as well. Uh, and and, and do it with and that must be uh, that that must be brilliant
1: yeah it's great I mean he's he loves an audience he's you know he's very confident Uh so at first I used to be really nervous doing it at first and you know before we actually went live and we were because we had to learn for a few months Uh because there's quite a lot to learn and I was quite I was quite um anxious about the whole thing for quite some time a few sleepless nights and things but um but now it's just and he he's never been like that. He's just totally cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's it's good, it's funny and it's it's funny, you know. When he so, was nine, doing it, thinking, yeah. I never really knew what he was going to say. So what sort <laughs> so what so what, <laughs> sorts of, what sorts of things do you do
0: on on the radio station? Then we
1: do um, we do a quiz every week, so I'll quiz him, right? And that's that's always quite amusing. Um, and then we do real or rubbish stories. That yeah. You know it's a story, and you have to tell is it true or is it uh, false? Right, okay. And we do Would You Rather, that's really funny. Yeah. So, would you rather, all those yeah. kind of things? Um, so yeah, we just have a bit of a bit of a laugh together, brilliant! Uh, oh, yeah, it's good fun,
0: well, it's good sounds, fun. That sounds great. Um,
1: uh, and play lots of music, of course. And yeah, he loves music too. So, we, we get to play loads of the music's all programmed in for us, but the, oh, the, right, um, okay. the guy that runs it, you know, puts in. Sort of age-appropriate kind of, you know, yeah. pop stuff for Josh, so that it's it's stuff he knows and everything. So, so it's, you, it's it's lovely to sit and listen to music for a couple of hours yeah, as well. You yeah. know,
0: so you don't get to, you don't get any say in what goes on. So there's no way. Not
1: really. We, we can have a little bit of input, right. but to be honest, doing all the content is enough, really. Right. Um, so I'm quite grateful that the music's so done. No for way,
0: us. no new model army or tears <laughs> off explodes or or anything like <laughs> that. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, You've mentioned a a couple of people, um, but are you still in touch with anyone, any of the cast?
1: I'm in touch. I'm in touch with George. Um, You know, we Facebook's an amazing thing. So we've got, you know, lots of us are on there. And that's lovely because you do still get to see everybody. Um, So George, um, Ruth. Yeah. Lisa York. Right. um, I don't I mean I don't see anybody regularly. Right. Um because I don't live, I don't live near anybody
2: uh-huh.
1: um, really, because I'm I'm in Surrey, I'm outside of London. Um but I did do um when was that? We did the Grange Hill 40th. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. So four years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I was involved in that. And that was crazy. We went to um uh where were we? We were at Elstree, but not the part of was it Elstree? Not the part that we recorded. It was uh-huh. a different. I think it was Elstree Film Studios we went right. to, for some reason.
2: Yeah.
1: And um it was all publicised and everything, and so many people turned up, and it was crazy. We were and Josh came to that with me actually. Josh filmed the whole thing. All oh, right. He, that's on YouTube actually. All oh, right, it's okay. Um, he's had quite a few views on that, so I think you can find that somewhere on YouTube. He filmed the whole thing.
0: Oh, I'll find the um, link for that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, post the link a look for at that. It. Yeah. I'll post the link on that one.
1: Um, we were, yeah, we were sat there signing autographs for, for hours. It was crazy. Yeah. All these people still remember Grange Hill, and yeah. there's quite a group of hardcore fans, which is amazing. Yeah, and I actually met some lovely people. It was, yeah, it was really good, really good fun.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, there's been there's been talk just recently of a Grange Hill movie, and it, you know it's in the pipeline, it's being written, and all that. Do you think we'll see the return of Imelda Davis?
1: I haven't been asked. To do that,
0: no. <laughs> but if you were, if, if you were asked. Yeah, of
1: course I'd do it.
0: Definitely. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't,
1: but I've not heard anything. So I don't think, I think all I've heard is Lee might be doing it. Right. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I don't know anymore. I so, mean,
0: I, I do think, I, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier. It would be an interesting arc to see how, they you know, got on with their life. just, you know, there's a few that like like yourself and, and you know, Gripper Stepson and, and and people like that, just to see how they sort of moved on with the life. I just yeah. think it, it, it could be if they if they were to do that, I don't know how appealing it would be to the younger generation. That that's that's the only thing, isn't it? So, but yeah, it would be it would be interesting just to see those those yes, types of things. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've just got a, a few more questions left for you, Flair, and they're all. All to do with Grange Hill. Okay. Okay. So, other than Imelda Davis, who was your favourite character in Grange Hill?
1: What, of all time?
0: all time. You know, any era. Oh, gosh,
1: that's a tricky
0: one. Who would that be? Probably be Ziggy, wouldn't it? Probably be Ziggy. Yeah, brilliant. And if... If you couldn't have played Melda Davis, which other character would you have liked to have played? Now this could be teacher or pupil, and sort of any era, any time.
1: I just wouldn't have wanted to play anybody else. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I, right. I don't know. i yeah. I'd
1: have probably I'd have turned it down if I. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, you're too, yeah. Too, too good for anyone else. Is that what, is that what you're telling me there? Playing the bad is just
1: the best thing.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's not just because you were a prima donna making demands. No, it, it's not because <laughs> No, not no, no, that's, not me. that's <laughs> not
1: me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you've just said there, playing a party must must have been tremendous. To be honest, like,
1: yes, definitely.
0: Excellent, especially when I mean, I'm guessing you were nothing like him, Elder, anyway, really. No. Okay, so then the final question it's the last question I ask everyone. Why do you think there's still such affection for Green Jill? Why do you think we're still talking about it?
1: Because everybody goes to school, don't they? Everybody yeah. understands it, um, everybody knows somebody a bit like each of those characters. Yeah. Or if they don't know them, they wish they did know them. Yeah, <laughs> so relatable, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I yeah. think there
1: it, was it was groundbreaking. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, you were on the you were on it when he won the BAFTA, right? It, it as well, like, yes. Yeah. So it must have, like, say, you know, it was really, really groundbreaking. And the thing I always say about it is that you know it, it had all these groundbreaking storylines, and it, it dealt with a lot of real issues. But there's yeah. also things that just seemed a little bit far fetched, you know. <laughs> so it always had that, that comedy edge to it as well, yes. didn't it? Especially when you're throwing in characters like, you know, Ziggy and, and Roland and, you yeah. know, people like that and guns. you're always going to have that comedy element. Uh, yeah. yeah. Flair, thank you so much for coming on. It's, it's been really, 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 really nice and really, really good listening to, you, to your stories. It's, it's been tremendous. You.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: No, no, not at all, not at all. So, yeah, so once again, thanks for coming on. And for anyone who's listening, I'll speak to you next time. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.